Guys that are really good and, and, and they normally take this step by their third year, Skip, you've heard a lot of people say this, by their third year. As a Hemi for arm. Stepping up middle of the field. First down and more. Josh Allen weaving to the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Allen, end zone shot. Got a man. Caught for the touchdown. He's a real threat. Down in the red zone, wherever. What's going on, Bills Mafia? Welcome back to the All Day Buffalo podcast with your host, Eli Fox. I am so happy to be back talking your ear off about the Buffalo Bills. This week, I know there's no Bills game. It's week seven. It's a bye week. Um, in my opinion, I think this is a much-needed bye week uh, for the 4-2 and two Bills. Coming off an upsetting loss against the Tennessee Titans, but we will get into that game in just one second. Just wanted to let you guys know and tell you guys to please check out the rest of the built-in Buffalo uh, content creators. We're all over the place, um, you know, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. We're all over those platforms. We got live shows popping on the YouTube channel. And then we got our podcast network where we're dropping brand new heat every single day. I know Jake Jordan comes out the day before me. Um, I'm recording this on Friday, so his drops tonight. Um, but please go check his stuff out. Go check out Justice's stuff. Go check out uh, the Wandering Buffalo guys, Vince Taylor. All my guys are so good. Uh, check out Tia Stell. She does an amazing job with her podcast. Um, so please check them out. You will not be disappointed. But let's get into it. So last week, the Buffalo Bills lost to the Tennessee Titans. With a score of 34 to 31, this was not exactly how I thought this game would go. I thought that the Bills would figure out a better way to stop Derrick Henry. But alas, Derrick Henry is a goddamn animal. Um, he had an amazing game. He did whatever he wanted to the Buffalo Bills defense. Um, and, you know, there there is certain stars in professional sports nowadays and in any era where it just seems like there's really no way to stop him. Derrick Henry, in my opinion, is one of those guys. And I also think Josh Allen is one of those guys. Um, but for the sake of the way that the game went, 
you know, Derrick Henry was just too tough to stop. You know, there was that 76-yard touchdown that he ran uh, that that three different Bills players got held on, and it was really obvious. I think two of them got tackled to the ground uh, while Derrick Henry was still basically standing next to those blocks. So it's just a little bit ridiculous on that run that there was no holding call called. But game's over. We move on. We move into the bye week uh, where we'll, you know, rest, relax, and get some fresh legs for Miami in week eight. Um, but the offense played really well in this game. I mean, putting up 34 points usually can win you a game. Uh, but when your defense – or, I mean, putting up 31 points can usually win you a game. But when your defense allows 34, I mean, obviously you're not going to come out with the W there. Um, it just seemed like the Bills didn't really have any answers. There was too many third and fourth down conversions where the Tennessee Titans were given new life. Uh, this is where the Buffalo Bills are usually good at, you know, limiting opportunity, even though that they play this bend no break defense. If they're giving up third downs at the, you know, the opposite 40 yard line, that's fine. But giving up third downs um, inside the red zone and inside the 30 yard line, even it is just not a winning formula. Uh, the, the Bills can definitely get better at that over this bye week. This, the, 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 you know, you can't nitpick this defense too, too much. They've been playing out of their minds lately. Um, so one slip up against uh, an elite talent at running back um, and, a, and a, a good quarterback in Ryan Tannehill isn't too much to be upset about, isn't too much to overreact about. So I'm not going to overreact about it. Um, I think that after the bye week, this team gets right. I think that they – make the the necessary fixes uh, to to go into Miami and and lay the hammer down just like they did uh, the last time that we played them. So yeah, so let me let me let me get a little more into the offense uh, because Josh Allen had a great day. Josh Allen threw for over 370 yards. He threw three touchdowns. He threw one pick. It was when he was getting hit. Um, the ball kind of fluttered out and uh, Bayard was able to to pick him off. Uh, so it wasn't too, too much on Josh Allen there, but nonetheless, he did throw an interception. Um, he had some rush yards and, you know, I think we all hope he had one more rush yard than he did uh, because he did not get that fourth down conversion when he kind of tried to backwards dive over the pile and stick the ball over the, over the, over the line, but you just couldn't get there. It seemed like he might've got there. Um, but, you know, like we, I said about the holding calls, um, when Derrick Henry broke off that 76-yard run, all you can do is move on past that. The refs are going to make mistakes. I think that this year the refs have been historically bad um, and have been kind of a pain in the ass to watch, in my opinion. Uh, that that game against the Kansas City Chiefs was was disgusting, in my opinion. You know, there was there was too many calls. They're just calling too much, um, and it seems like they're they're nitpicking on calls where there shouldn't be calls, and then sometimes. They're they are, you know, they're overblowing certain pass interference calls or holding calls. It's just kind of, you know, where the refs are right now. I think they're trying to call more to try and make the game a little bit safer. Uh, but football is a physical game. It should be played physically. Um, and you got to kind of let the players play sometimes, even when it gets a little bit chippy. Uh, don't be throwing those flags as much. But that's all I really got. On, actually, let, let me get back. Let me get back because I got a little bit more uh, because I wanted to talk about Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley uh, because they both had really good games. We were kind of waiting on either one of these guys to pop off, you know, to have that that staple game early in the season uh, to propel them forward into the rest of the season. 
Cole Beasley caught his touchdown. Stephon Diggs caught his. Uh, Stephon Diggs hit that 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 Omarion challenge, which was really fire. Um, but 89 yards for Stephon Diggs. I believe that Beasley went for over 100. Don't quote me on that. I haven't looked at the stats in a little while, so I might have forgotten. I have been busy, so forgive me if I am wrong. But Stephon Diggs had a great game. Cole Beasley had a great game. You need those guys to to start stepping up. You know, we're not worried about their production because we know how good these two guys are. Uh, we know how good Stephon Diggs is in comparison to the rest of the league. And Cole Beasley is arguably one of the best slot wide receivers in the game right now. Uh, so it was nice to see Cole Beasley find those soft spots in the defense like we know that he can do. Um, and then Stephon Diggs, just extremely reliable when Josh Allen needs him most. I think that my favorite route that Stephon Diggs runs is like that 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 quick curl route um, where he just puts that foot in the ground, spins, and the ball is already in his hands because, you know, that chemistry between Josh Allen is just so elite. Uh, they are so connected at the hip and connected in the mind that – they don't, they don't even need to communicate to know what they're doing. They just know exactly what each other are doing. Um, so that is really awesome. It was awesome to see uh, Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley kind of have a, a signature game early in the season. We know that they can do even more than what they did, but it's a nice start. Um, and hopefully that can keep on going into the next couple of weeks after this bye week. So that is all I got on the games or on the game that was played last week. Um, yes, we ended in a loss. We are still four and two, still in first in the AFC East, and we are still one of those teams that everyone's got to watch out for. This wasn't a loss where you're like, wow, the Bills took a huge step back. Uh, the Titans, yes, they lost to the Jets, but they're one of those teams that you that 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 you know that they're in any given Sunday type of team. They are going to give you either their best or their worst. And you never really know what to expect. And when you have a running back like Derrick Henry, you know, anything can happen. So the bills took that L it was a tight game. It was a good game to watch. Um, and it was a nice game for primetime football, but it was not the outcome that we expected or wanted. So let's move on this week. Since it's a bye week I'm going to do something a little bit different. Um, this week, I am going to go down the list of the games happening in week seven and I am going to make a prediction for every single one. And next week, we're going to check on my predictions and then talk about the game coming up in week eight. So we'll kind of, you know, flip how we do it um, and add a little bit of a new segment. But I think you guys are going to like this. Um, and it'll give me a chance to talk a little bit more about other teams that I don't really get to talk about too often. And yes, I'm a Bills fan. Um, but I'm also a huge NFL fan, and I just love watching football. So I'm excited to get into this. So let's get into it. Obviously, we can't predict the Thursday night game because it already happened. The Browns beat the Denver Broncos, and the Denver Broncos, man, they look like they're falling apart after starting 3-0. But this is just kind of what they do, and any and any AFC West fan um, could probably tell you that, uh, that the Broncos always kind of start hot and then fizzle out and never really do much. So – Browns won that one uh, with no Baker Mayfield, uh, but they got it done there. So let's move on into the Sunday games. First one we're looking at is Carolina at the New York Giants. Um, and this one is an NFC battle that is not going to be something that everybody's going to want to watch. Um, but I live in Charlotte right now, so I guess Carolina is kind of my hometown team, uh, even though 
I'm a massive Bills fan. I don't really care too much about the Panthers, but since I live 10 minutes from the stadium, I'm I'm going to root for them all the time. Uh, so in this game, I am going to pick the Carolina Panthers. I think that their defense is just a little bit better than the New York Giants offense. Um, I have a few Giants players on my fantasy team, uh, so hopefully they can go off. But I do think that Carolina is going to win this game. So W there for Carolina. Then we got an AFC East matchup between the New England Patriots and the New York Jets. In this game, I think it's this one's kind of pretty simple. Uh, these teams both aren't really playing too well, but I think that the Patriots have the much better quarterback, um, have the much better defense, and they will come out victorious in this game. I'd be very surprised if the Jets uh, come away with a win here. They are coming off a of bye week. You never know. We might see um, Robert Sala draw up a nice little game plan for the Patriots. Um, the The Jets, interestingly enough, always kind of put up a nice fight in AFC East matchups. So I think that this game will be pretty close, but I think that the New England Patriots do come out victorious. So let's move on to the third 1 o'clock game, uh, and this one is the Kansas City Chiefs against the Tennessee Titans. Um, I think this will be a pretty fun game. I think that Every Bills fan will hope that the Kansas City Chiefs lose uh, to the Titans because we lost to the Titans. But I really think that the Chiefs will most likely handle the Titans pretty well. Uh, the, the, the Chiefs will – this is going to be my in-depth pr prediction. The Chiefs are going to start slow, and that is like the easiest prediction to make because it seems like every single week the first half is like the hardest thing for the Chiefs to get through. But – I think that Patrick Mahomes and that elite offense is going to come through in the end and be enough for a Kansas City W. So we're going to say a W for Kansas City there. Now we move on to 1 o'clock game number four. Uh, this is the Washington football team against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, this is an interesting little matchup. Uh, the Washington football team are supposed to be a team that are kind of supposed to be making some noise right now. Um, the Packers still have Aaron Rodgers. They still have Aaron Jones. I think that the Packers are just too much better than the Washington football team. This is an easy one for me. Packers get the W here. One o'clock game, number five. We got the Miami Dolphins going against the Atlanta Falcons. And boy, oh boy, is this a stink fest. I don't know who on earth, unless you're a Dolphins or a Falcons fan, why you would want to watch this game. Um, I hope that this is not the only game on Fox for you at one o'clock. Uh, because that is just, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> but I think in this game, I think the Falcons come out with this one. I think the Dolphins have been falling apart, uh, to say the least. They do not look good. Tua does not look good. Um, and I think the Falcons are just going to be a little bit too much for the Dolphins, even though that they're the Falcons and they're really not that good of a team. Matt Ryan's the better quarterback here. Um, and I was, I, I am interested to see how Kyle Pitts does here. I think that Kyle Pitts is a difficult matchup for, for the dolphins and he will, he will wreak some havoc. So I'm going to say an Atlanta Falcons W there. Next up, the final one o'clock game is the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm looking at an upset here. I think that the Cincinnati Bengals come out on top. Baltimore is playing really well. Lamar is playing really well. Uh, their defense is really solid. You know, Patrick Queen, I'm a big Patrick Queen fan. Um, and the rest of that gang is really, really good. Um, so I think 
even though that that team is really nice and their defense is coming together and Lamar is playing and having a great season, I think that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are a really dynamic duo that could potentially go off. Um, so I'm going to say there's an upset brewing here and the Cincinnati Bengals are going to take down the Baltimore Ravens. Moving into the four o'clock games, we've got the Detroit Lions and the LA Rams. This one seems easy to me. Um, I know that the spread on this game is plus 15. I think if I was a betting man, I am a betting man, but I'm not going to bet on any of these games <laughs> uh, because I want no part in football season anymore. But I think that the LA Rams take this one. I don't necessarily think that they're going to cover the 15 point spread, but the Rams definitely come out with the win here. Matt Stafford going up against his former team. There's going to be a little bit of revenge here. And I think that you can almost guarantee an LA Rams win here. So let's move into four o'clock game. Number two, Philadelphia Eagles versus the, the Las Vegas Raiders. This is an interesting matchup. Two teams that are a little bit, you know, kind of similar in where they are in the season right now. You know, Las Vegas had a, a really hot start to the year. I think they started 3-0. and Derek Carr was playing really well. I'm a big fan of Derek Carr. I think that he doesn't really get the, the credit that he deserves. Uh, but And, uh, and I, I really think that the, the, the Vegas Raiders do come away with the win here. I just don't think that Philly has the firepower to do it. Um, they, I don't think Jalen Hurts is their guy. I think they probably try and move on from him. Um, coming up in the next draft here, but this one I think has Raiders hit Raiders win all over it. Derek Carr, Darren Waller, uh, Hunter Renfro. I'm a I'm a sneaky Hunter Renfro fan. I think that Hunter Renfro is the next Cole Beasley, and that might be a hot take. Um, but I'm here for hot takes. So Las Vegas Raiders W there. Uh, I'm sorry Eagles fans, but it's not happening. Happening. So let's get into. The 425 game. This one is the Houston Texans against the Arizona Cardinals. The Fuego Arizona Cardinals. They are firing on all cylinders. Kyler Murray looks like he could be an MVP anytime he wants to be. Um, he's on one of my fantasy teams. He's been racking up points for me. Um, and the Houston Texans, just come on. Uh, they scored zero points against us. I don't see them scoring any more than 14 against the Arizona Cardinals. And I see the Arizona Cardinals easily handling the Texans and coming away with a W there. Another 425 game. This one is going to round out the afternoon slate. Uh, this is the Chicago Bears at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think that the Buccaneers obviously are going to handle the Bears just fine. Uh, my boss is a Chicago Bears fan. Um, if he's listening, I'm so sorry, brother. But the Bears are not going to win this one. Justin Fields is not enough. And um, obviously they have, you know, I hate to say it, but they, Tampa Bay has got the GOAT. Um, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Gronkowski, it's just too much for the Bears to handle. Um, I, I'm looking at this game thinking it's going to be an absolute route. So let's move into the Sunday night game. Colts, Niners. This, if I was to look at this game at the begin, beginning of the season, I would have been like, damn, that's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, because I thought these two teams were going to be really good. Um, but they're both off to a little bit of a slow start. Um, Carson Wentz still not really producing the way that he would like to be. Um, and San Francisco, who knows what's going on there. Um, but this one is, is a tough one to, to predict. I am going to go out on a limb and say that the Colts 
are going to beat this team, are going to beat the 49ers, uh, because I believe a little bit more in their defense. Uh, I believe in their run game. I like Jonathan Taylor. I like uh, Naheem Hines. So I think that the Colts come away with this one. Uh, that might just be me rooting for an AFC team um, over an NFC team. But I think that the Colts handle this one and handle it, you know, somewhat easily. I don't think the San Francisco 49ers really um, have what it takes to beat this team. Um, so moving into the final game of the week, Monday Night Football on an 8-15, we got the New Orleans Saints and the Seattle Seahawks. This one could be fun. I think that um, this one, and, and honestly, all the primetime games this season have been really solid, no matter the teams. Um, even that that Browns-Broncos game was a fun game. Tight ball game, 17-14. Um, but this game, I see going the Seahawks way. Um, I believe that Russell Wilson should be back. I might be wrong about that. Um, and if I am wrong about that, I might want to switch who I am going to want uh, to win this game. But honestly, they call me crazy, but I kind of believe in Geno Smith here against uh, New Orleans. I think that New Orleans defense um, isn't very good. And Jameis Winston is, you know, you never really know what Jameis you're going to get. You know, you don't know if you're going to get blind Jameis or LASIK surgery Jameis. So I think that, you know, as consistency goes, I think we're going to go with the Seahawks winning here. Um, and that is all I got for predictions. I'm going to go over them one more time real quick. I got Carolina beating the Giants. I got New England beating the Jets. I got Kansas City beating the Titans. I've got Wash or I got Green, Green Bay beating Washington, Atlanta beating Miami, Cincinnati upsetting Baltimore, the LA Rams beating the, Den the Detroit Lions uh, handedly. They're going to beat the crap out of them probably. Um, Las Vegas is going to beat the Eagles. Arizona is going to beat the Texans. That's a really easy one. Another easy one being Tampa Bay Bucks and the Chicago Bears. San Francisco and Indianapolis. I see Indianapolis winning there. And then on the Monday night game, I've got the Seahawks over the Saints. So that is all I got for you guys today. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for listening to me talk about all these NFL teams and talking about the week six loss against the Titans. The Bills will be back better than ever in week eight. Uh, we know how well that Sean McDermott comes out of bye weeks. He's 4-0 um, on his career coming out of bye weeks. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun to see the Bills back on. But we got to take a week off. We can just sit back, relax, and enjoy some NFL football without worrying about how the Bills are going to do during this week. Um, so it's a good time to be an NFL fan, um, and a Bills fan, and an NFL fan. We know that the Bills will be getting right. Uh, they're resting. They're relaxing. And Sean McDermott is drawing up uh, an amazing game plan for Week 8. So thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to check out everybody else on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. I guarantee you will not be disappointed. Um, and thank you so much for listening again. Um, I love you all. Um, and as always, go Bills. See you later, y'all. The information in here is worth millions. This has been All Day Buffalo with your host, Eli Fox. Every Saturday, only on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Chased and throwing, oh, and it is.
Diggs, the sliding grab for the touchdown.